The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan for the fans of the Houston Astros. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball, brought to you by RamShirts.com, the company that brought you Crush City Tees. Ram Shirts offers custom printed and embroidered apparel. They offer direct-to-garment printing for small runs and screen printing for larger runs. Follow them on Twitter and Instagram at RamShirts. Visit RamShirts.com for all your custom apparel needs. I am your host of the show Astros baseball. My co-host is Michelle neat. Michelle, what's going on? Yeah, I am just sitting here thinking about our, uh, giveaway and how hopefully people are sending in those, uh, entries. They, they are starting to roll in. They're starting to roll in. I'm pretty happy about that, that people are actually, Wanting to win a shirt from our host. I mean, not our host. He's our, he's our, what is it called? Sponsor. Our sponsor. See, I'm at, a, I'm at a loss for word. He's a sponsor of the show, Ram Shirts. Any shirt. I, I don't know if it's any shirt because you're going to want the shirt that says let's go. And that's why I tell everybody to say let's go because I bought it. And if you and I make another video, I'm going to wear it and I'll show everybody how freaking cool it is. I, that's the one I post. When I post the picture of the shirt and the bats. Oh, speaking of bats, they get a bat too, right? A dugout mug? Yeah, they get a dugout mug. Those bad boys are expensive. So um, email your entry. She remembers it this time. No. (laughs) Astros baseball Baseball podcast podcast. at gmail.com. I get really nervous sometimes, so (laughs) I lock up. I lock up sometimes. <laughs> oh, I'm still getting used to it, guys. Please forgive me. Email the the phrase, let's go. Thank you yeah, for the guys that have entered. You know, at least half the people that have entered have actually, like, said kind words. And one of them, and I'm not going to mention it, and they know who it is because they're probably listening. They said, your show is good. And now you've added Michelle. Now it's great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, sir, for those kind words. I appreciate it. It's such a compliment to you and a slap in the face to me in a way, isn't it? It was good. And now it's a backhanded compliment. (laughs) But I am glad you're here. It's so much more fun talking to somebody. And I love talking to you. And I listened to the podcast in the morning on the way to work. We recorded the last one at night. We did the Pakoda rankings, American League. And so I went to bed and I listened to it in the morning. And I have to say, you're knocking it out of the park, Michelle. You know, like I said before, um, even though I have trouble uh, remembering emails, I my only goal here is to uh, 
you know, put out a great show, talk about baseball, and I am just so passionate about it and so passionate about the best team in baseball, which is the Houston Astros and the city of Houston. So I always want to do a right by you and right by the Astros and their fans. All right, let's get the show going. We got a lot of stuff to cover today, folks. Yeah, so we did American League last time for the Pocota rankings. Let's go ahead and dive into the NL Pocota rankings. All right, I got them here if you want me to go over them. And I'm not going to dive into it as much because we're we're an American League podcast. Let's just face it. Uh, East, they got New York Mets who have the new owner spending all the money. They got them at 94 wins. That's more than the Astros are projected to win. No way. No way. If Vegas had a line, who's going to win more games, the Mets or the Astros? No way. It's going to be the Astros. And then they have Washington, who haven't done anything, have they? They got them at 84, Philly at 82, Super, super, to steal your word from last time, disrespect, Atlanta. They got Atlanta Braves, who won the division last year. They have all those great young players. They got to finish in fourth. I think Atlanta's going to win the division. I, if, yeah, I mean, the, listen, I don't dislike the Mets, but obviously I am an Astros fan, and please, Mets fans, if any of you listen to this, I don't say this out of hostility, but you have to admit the Mets are going to are going to do Mets things towards the end of the season and maybe crater or take themselves out of playoff contention. So I have a strong suspicion that they're not going to win the division. It will be Atlanta. Um, they didn't get worse this season. Uh, I mean, they saw they uh, had a departure of one of their uh, pitchers. It was Mark Mella. I can't pronounce his last name. I'm really bad uh, with that. That uh, you know, that just comes with uh, being severely dyslexic. So, let me ask you this: What did Philadelphia do? I, I mean, I've, they're horrible. What did they do? What did I Philadelphia mean, they, do to be? Oh, actually, they're tied at 82. How, how is Philadelphia and Atlanta going to be tied? How did I don't know how they get this number. Well, I think that they maybe give uh, the Phillies a... They already had Harper and Real Mudo. I mean, what else did they do? I don't don't really know. Like I said, I don't keep up with National League, but I guess we'll we'll find out. Their skipper, Joe Girardi, um, he's their manager, so I think that they maybe get a little bit more props than they actually are maybe worth because of... uh, you know, because of who they have at the helm and no disrespect mm. to Girardi. He is, I mean, he's having to, it's not like he's working with a roster like the Astros or the Dodgers or the Yankees have. He's having to, he doesn't really have a cohesive kind of, again, championship team like the A's. The Phillies aren't bad, but they're not, uh, they're not champion contenders right now. They got the Mets winning the division by 10. They got the Mets winning the division over Atlanta by 12, and I think Atlanta's going to win. I Well, the thing is, I understand why they might have New York over. Uh, On paper, you know, they have uh, Francisco Lindor. You know, they brought in some more pitching. 
uh, you know, they have DeGrom, Stroman, they ha also have Carlos Carrasco uh, that got brought over when they acquired Lindor. So, I mean, they added some pretty good pieces. Um, and DeGrom, I mean, minus the arms in our organization, DeGrom is arguably one of the best pitchers in baseball. Well, there you go. That's why you're here, to drop the knowledge on me the National League that I don't know. That makes good sense. I knew they had Lindor, but I, I didn't know about Carrasco. And, but you know what? There, there are some teams that doesn't matter what you do or how many good players you get. You're going to, Mets are going to do the Mets, right? Yeah. Mets are going to do Mets things, yeah. All right, let's move to the Central. So, did, so what, who did you pick to win that? I forgot, sorry. Um... I had, I didn't have Chicago over St. Louis. I had St. Louis. It's St. Louis and Milwaukee for me because, I mean, Nolan Arenado, that's that's where he's at, and he gives them a huge boost. And, I mean, with a team like St. Louis who kind of just, like, choked in the postseason, they don't really get it together. They got, you know, they got beat. Um they're going to probably, it'll probably be Milwaukee, St. Louis, Chicago, Cincinnati, and Pittsburgh. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what Chicago did, but I know St. Louis got Arenado. And I don't really know much more about it, but St. Louis is always competitive. I don't know what the Cubs did, but I would say Milwaukee as well. And not only are they going to win, but they have a pretty sweet hat. Yeah, no, I love their, um, and that's the thing is, maybe I'm not a fan of those teams, but I do appreciate a good uh, good cap. All right, the West is the Dodgers. 104 wins. Mm. Then they got San Diego at 95, which is more wins than the Mets. So, I mean, it's obvious those are the two best teams. And then Arizona, San Francisco, and Colorado. Arizona, I don't know anything about them. San Francisco's made some moves this offseason. So I'm going to go ahead and predict that they're going to get third in their division. But I would love it. I would love it if San Diego wins that division because I hate the Dodgers. But, I, I mean, if you have to bet money, I mean, I guess you got to go with the Dodgers, right? They got great pitching. Um, yeah. So I think that what I would change about the Pocota rankings is I don't know that the Dodgers get 104. I feel like they get probably somewhere closer to 102, and maybe they surprise me and I'm wrong because I thought that they were going to choke in the postseason last year and they ended up winning. It was a ple like I was pleasantly surprised. It was um, I was happy to be proven wrong at that point. Um, and then San Diego, I think that they're capable of closer to probably 98 wins. And um, I think that they're going to give, look at all, all of the additions they had. They had Blake Snell. They have you Darvish. Uh, I mean, and locking down Tatis, uh, he's, he I mean, he's there for life, basically. So yeah. they, are, they are a team that significantly boosted, bolstered their potential. They have to play each other 19 times. That's going to be uh, must-see TV. I don't know if the Sunday schedule came out, but 
we'll talk about that later because I, I see the Astros schedule and they don't have any Sunday night games, but maybe that hasn't come out yet. But the playoff teams, they got, according to Pakoda, so remember this, and I'll have it in, I'll have it in our notes, right? It's the Mets, not, not in this order, but it's the Mets, Milwaukee, and the Dodgers, the division winners, and then they got San Diego and the Cubs making the playoffs. But I have either the Mets or Atlanta winning the East, then Milwaukee and L.A., San Diego wild card, and then the Mets or Atlanta. So it's going to be those five teams for me, which is the same as them except the Cubs. I don't think that's the Cubs. Like, I mean, maybe the Cubs make the postseason, but I would say New York. So um, I have it. I would, yeah, I have Atlanta winning the division. New York as a as, as a wild card team. Milwaukee winning the division. Uh, um, uh, Los Angeles. Uh, I honestly don't know about the NLS. I can't say for sure. I just want to see how the. I want to see maybe the first few times they match up in the regular season, and then I'll probably probably have a better idea but um it's uh los angeles and san diego will be the last two playoff games in, or playoff teams in the nl so according to pakoda the most the the, the most run scored will be the dodgers 944 the mets 894 the cubs 847 so apparently the cubs have some offensive firepower that i'm totally unaware of and then the padres the least amount of run, 672. Then the Dodgers, 698. Milwaukee, 726. So the Dodgers look all around tough with uh, offense and pitching. San Diego with good pitching. Milwaukee with good pitching. And the Cubs and the Mets with good offense. Well, I mean, so the Cubs do have some decent power at the plate. You know, you have Javier Baez, Chris Bryant. Anthony Rizzo is nothing to, you know, like he's nothing to be uh, written off. Uh, and then you have the audition, uh, the addition of Jock Peterson, and he he can produce. Jake Morisnik, he's not like the most consistent producer, but he can definitely produce. Uh, Ian Happ can definitely produce, and so can Jason Hayward. So they do have some legitimate producers. But so so I can see why Pakoda uh, put Chicago where they did. As far as runs go. Okay, you ready to move on to the poll? Yes. So the poll, you put out a poll on Twitter. Okay, now. Yeah, go ahead and read it if you want. You have it with you? I do not. I was going to let you do the honors. Oh, okay. So this is some comments I got on Twitter, and I have to, you know, fix this a little. But what newcomer is going to have the biggest impact? And a lot of people said, we don't even know anything about him. So this probably would have been a better poll after spring training started. But it's Ciszek, Baez, Stanek, and Souza. Who would you think would have the biggest impact? I personally would probably think that, uh, you know, Souza stands a really good chance, but according to the poll, I am wrong. Uh, but I think that, you know, maybe on the next episode, we could probably do uh, could do a few shows covering some of the notable newcomers once, you know, spring training finishes up and we find out, like, who is on the roster for sure. I was looking at C-Sheck's numbers. I mean, that guy, I mean, he had like a five-something ERA last year in that short season. 
But if you look at it, you know, go the other direction, it's like two, one point something, two, three. I mean, this guy's pretty good. And uh, and we don't really have a true closer in Ryan but Presley. But so is Pe- Pedro Baez is also really good. Exactly. But I'm just saying, I, I mean, Pedro Baez won the poll 49%. Rightfully so. I agree with them because um, his numbers are a little bit better. Um, in 2020, he had a 3.52 ERA. I mean, uh, you know, sh- and his and the his uh, postseason uh, stats. Uh, so the 2020 postseason stats, his ERA was 3.52. His regular ERA was 3.18. Which is good for bullpen. Definitely good for bullpen. Because these guys can, because they, you know, they pitch one inning at a time. And if they go in and give a three-run homer, it takes them like 10 or 15 games to to, to kind of get that taken away a little bit, you know. But I went with C-Sheck. I went, because I, I think he might end up being the closer. And I think that's going to be, a, he's going to make a pretty big impact. And he got second with 31%. Stanek was horrible last year. He's been good in the past, but he was horrible. But I think Strom can fix him. But he got 12. And then Souza got 8%. And I agree with this. Uh, I was going to put Castro in it, but he's not even going to start. But Souza, I mean, unless somebody gets injured, I don't think he's going to get a lot of playing time. So I don't think he's going to make a huge impact unless he unless he steals the center field job from mile straw but i mean i say c you say baez i'm picking a guy i barely know how to say his name and i practiced all day <laughs> i still can't listen i have i freeze up and get nervous when you ask about our email address there's no way i could get his last name right at this point in time i watched videos on youtube of him pitching before we came on i was like and i wrote it down c check i i spelled it out that's dedication, folks. He spent okay. all day learning for you guys. That's right. Well, that's the poll. I mean, that's. I'll try to come up with one every uh, every episode for you guys. Maybe you enjoy the poll. We'll see. Uh, you know what? Uh, we should do a poll of most interesting players or most... Because uh, uh, you know who's... Pretty interesting. You posted a story about this. Uh, Zach Grinky, he is, oh God, he's just becoming, I love that guy so much. Like, just the more and more I get to hear about him and learn about him, uh, I really just, it's really hard to not be fond of him. This is the part of the show I'm the most excited about. I, I want to tell you about the guacamole so bad. I told yeah. her, here's the, here's, here's the lineup. Pakoda, the pole, guacamole. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. And she was like, Zach Grinky. And I was like, Yeah, okay. So this is about Zach Grinky, guys. And if you haven't if you haven't heard this, just add it to the total. Add it to the bucket of reasons why you'd love Zach Grinky. So there was a, a quote. That he said something and a picture of him on the mound. And I was like, what's this all about? So I read it and I wrote it down for you. I loved it so much. 
He said, I like guacamole. I'm going to laugh saying this thing. Now, I don't really love the guacamole, so I get it when I feel like it. They changed the guacamole from $1.50 to $1.80. I mean, $1.50 is already pretty darn high. So they changed it to $1.80, and I'll never again get guacamole. It's not about the guacamole itself. I just don't want them to win. Is he awesome or what? What, what does this mean? What's he talking about? So part of this is all, um, so as part of his, uh, so back in like, uh, God, was it like 2015, the uh, Diamondbacks uh, agreed to a six-year deal with Green Key. So it's uh, 206.5 million deal with uh, Green Key. And um, a, a few extra things came with that. So with his, uh, contract it was a uh, 10 tons of free high quality guacamole uh, a minority stake in one chipotle franchise uh, a samurai sword and um a copy of the shawshank redemption on blu-ray did you happen to see the meal that i ate the other day the fajitas with the shrimp did you see that oh. okay yeah so the restaurant across the street, it's super cheap. So I bought the meal. It was $9.99. Okay. Then I got an iced tea. And they didn't give me a whole lot of guacamole. And that's what makes this even funnier to talk about. So I said, can I have another bowl of guacamole for the rest of my tacos? Because I made tacos out of them. So my my meal is nine ninety nine. I got tea and guacamole. I got I go to pay, and the lady's like, "That's nineteen something." I mean, how much was the guacamole? How much was the tea? I mean, I almost paid as much for guacamole and tea as I did for a big plate of beef fajitas and grilled shrimp with beans and rice. Is that is that crazy? Yeah. Um... One of my goals in life is to accrue so much money that I can just shut down big guacamole and make it more reasonable for everyone. Because it is a crime what they're trying to do to us. Guacamole is good, though. Guacamole is really good. I bet the Oakland A's fans like guacamole because they love green things. Yeah, and they love rats, apparently, too. Well, tell them the big news, buddy. Okay, so when we recorded the video, tell them about that. That, That's this is pretty awesome, guys. Yeah, I I pretty much did not sleep that night. So when our our last show, we uh, did a little uh, video introducing me as the co-host, and then you know uh, say a little bit about yourself. And I, um, you know, said you know one my uh, my dream interview would be Julia Morales, Um, and then you know I went on to say. She, I mean, she's the best. How could you not like her? And then she replied back and said she'd love to come on. And then uh, she followed Rob, which, I mean, <laughs> I that makes me so jealous. <laughs> somebody asked me, did, me. Did, 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 somebody said, did she follow uh, Michelle, too? I was like, I don't think so. No, but. I think, I think it's because we posted it under my name is why she followed me. But I feel special. Really, really special. I mean, you should. She is a queen. Uh, but so she's Ju- very modest. So Julia messages me 
after she follows me. It, you know how awesome it was to, to go turn my phone on and I have an alert and it says Julia Morales followed you. And then it says you have a message from Julia Morales. That was awesome. But she like said, she said, <laughs> she said, just tell me when. That's all she said. I, just let me know when and what's a good time for you guys. And so I wrote her back. And then what did you say? Oh, I said it would be great. It gets bigger. Yeah, it gets a lot bigger. So I would love to have, um, before I said this, though, uh, so Robert Ford, who does, you know, radio, said if you're lucky enough, you'll get to interview her through a window. And I uh, uh, messaged him back. I tweeted back at him. I was like, I would love to have you on. Your work is incredible. And he said, flat, like, uh, he said, like, flattery works on me. And I was like, then flattery you shall have, sir. And so um, he agreed to come on. And then um, right after that interaction, I said, you know, I would love to have the whole, I would love to have Jeff Blum and Todd Callis on. And Blum was, Blummer was the first one to respond back out of those two and said, you know. Uh, he I'm said, in. I'm in. Yeah. And, Just simply, and then, I'm in. I mean, listen, he's a, he's a man of a, he's very concise. Um I just want to hear him say hundo on the podcast. Um, <laughs> and then uh, to complete the trifecta, uh, or to quote Todd Callis, he's like, make it a trifecta, I'm in. So hopefully we will be able to coordinate schedules and get those, uh, have those uh, episodes out for you guys very soon. Yeah, so we'll either have, the, I mean, we don't really know what's going to happen, guys. We don't know yet. Because Todd Callis was saying something about having all three of them on at the same time. And if that if that turns out to be possible to schedule that, I mean, th that will be a very epic. That'll be a lot of pressure on me trying to think of stuff to ask them. Oh, I've got plenty. But, I've got like. <laughs> but all three of them at, in, at one time. There'll be five of us. I mean, I don't know. I mean, how long are we going to talk to these? That, that'll be awesome. But anyway, guys. Let me tell you this. This is another thing. That day, I mean, it's just like every time I picked up my phone, I had like 20 alerts. I mean, because everybody was liking Julia's, because I guess she tagged us in a way, I guess, by responding yeah. to it. And she so quote tweeted us. She quote tweeted us, and everybody was liking it, so I was getting all those alerts. And it was just... You know, every time I look, there was 20 alerts. And then that video was watched. I checked it before we came on. 7,694 times. That is crazy. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had 6,000. Uh, sorry, 7,694 of anything at one time. So this is, thank you guys so much for the love. Um, I'm just, I'm over the moon excited and can't wait to continue this journey with you guys. It's going to be, I mean, what a day. I mean, we make what? that video, we make that video and it just blew up. What, what a day. That was a good day on Twitter. If you guys don't have Twitter, you should get it because it's pretty awesome. If you don't know how to do Twitter, just follow people that like the Astros. It's community. You make a lot of friends. It's awesome. You know, uh, anyway, Astros Twitter. Twitter. It Astros is. It's Twitter really is good. Great. Um. And that's pretty much how I, I mean, besides skimming through my, I have like a normal routine of like, a, you know, keeping an eye on like what's happening, but Twitter's a great place to 
kind of catch up on, uh, you know, what's ha- transaction moves, uh, contract negotiations. And I know last time we talked about uh, Carlos Correa and extending him. And we uh, there was also um, recently uh, Lance McCullers. He's been a uh, junior. He's uh, been talking about uh, contract extensions for himself or his thoughts on where he would like to be. You know, I don't know if I was having a conversation with you on the last podcast when we were talking about, I don't know if it was during or after or with someone else, but I remember saying these words. I said, everybody's focusing on Correa, but Lance McCullers Jr. is going to be a free agent as well, and he's more Houston than anybody. I don't know if I I said that on the show or I said it to you afterwards. It was either... uh... Yeah, I don't remember if you said it on the show, but I know, like, I know we, we had that conversation because uh, we talked about how, you know, of course we would like to see Korea get exactly what he does, like, wants and deserves, but, I mean, they also have to consider, they have to look at the future and think about who they're going to have to extend, and they want to keep their eye on the, le- uh, and not ex- uh, exceed the luxury tax uh, threshold. Um, so, but yeah. McCullers, he's been, I mean, he straight up came out and said he wants to stay in Houston. That's, he doesn't want to go anywhere. Yeah, he said, I want to, I would prefer to reach an agreement with the Astros before free agency. Um, The entire organization knows that I want to be there and I haven't heard a word. And he said, he went on to say, I didn't want to write it all down, but he went on to say something about, uh, the fans always think of the players as the bad guys. I've never thought that way. I mean, to me, when, you know, we're talking about extend <clears throat> Dallas Keuchel, extend Springer, extend. I've never heard anyone say the players are the bad guys. I don't understand what he's saying there. Uh, so what he said was, I would actually to per- I would actually prefer to reach an agreement with, with the Astros before free agency. The entire organization knows I want to be there. I have not heard a word. Crazy how players are always... The bad guy somehow, lots of times, it's not how it seems. I just, I'm just more open about it. See, I don't know. I mean, who's saying he's the bad guy? That's what I don't understand. I think there's always going to be some fans who, and and I just think uh, it's fans who maybe are just a little bit more of a casual fan or just uh, who don't maybe have, like, haven't learned or understood about how, you know, the, contracts and free agency and you know arbitration and everything that goes into securing a player uh, a player's contract and sometimes it really isn't it's out of the hands of the player because I mean he has a family to provide for he is a like he is very talented so if he can't find the I mean if they can't reach an agreement then there he has no choice but to look elsewhere and he's going to get paid. He's going to get 100%. paid. 100%. He is nasty on the mound, and he's got ice in his veins. Um, Let me tell you of- this. Let me tell you this. This just popped in my head, and I don't want to forget. We were talking about Twitter. And when I posted that poll, somebody quote tweeted me, and they put, who cares? And I said, who's going to make the bigger impact? So, of course, you know... The guy's going to be from New York or L.A. And I look at him, and he's from New York. 
So he quote, he didn't just comment. He quote tweeted me. Who cares? So I, all I did was respond. I put, I do. And then he wrote back, you're annoying. And I, and I just put, you're a troll and a clown face. And he blocked me. I mean, the guy's trolling me and I didn't even really, I didn't even really like lay into him. But I mean, I'm not going to get into it too much, but I don't understand this. I mean, I do not follow any sports writers, anybody from another team. The only team I follow are the Pittsburgh Pirates because they give a lot of stuff away. That's it. But I don't, I don't know any sports writers or any sportscasters from any other team because I don't care about anybody else. But these guys, are they sure care about us. Well, I mean, I am guilty I of, you know, being a little vicious sometimes. And I'm trying to kind of like rein that in because it's just takes, you just, we cannot give them energy. If whatever they want to be nasty, that's fine. I'm just, I've just worked on, you know, it's not worth getting into because anytime that, because um, I, I enjoy a spirited debate and I got into, uh, I got, got into a little bit, and it wasn't even a tiff. I just straight up called somebody out. When people make comments or talk about the scandal or talk about the ashes in a negative light, it's not my my first. Of course, my first instinct is to be defensive. But you know, if they're able to articulate intelligent thought, or they're able, to, or they say make a comment and it's funny, I'll definitely give them props for that. It's the people who make the hack jokes, who make the who just regurgitate. Uh, jokes that have been said a hundred times, things that have been said a hundred times, or, pre- or they perpetuate something that is not at all based in fact, that's when it gets me. So um, I just gotta, I just, we just gotta not give them the time. Right. Well, I'm sorry I got a soft topic there. But before we go, I know we're done. We, we're out of topics. That's all we have for today. But don't forget to join the giveaway ram shirts our sponsor the word i forgot earlier awesome shirt they're 60 40 super comfortable super super soft and another thing and michelle's helping me out on this or helping the podcast out on this if you're listening and you have an iphone go give us a five star you can give us a rating if you want all you got to do is while you're listening to this, just scroll down and hit five stars. But if you want to go the extra mile, write a small review. Just put great astro. You, you, you can write five words, like whatever you want to. But it really helps us. It helps us when people search. It helps us on the chart because Michelle is driven. And she wants to climb those charts. And I don't know what we were, 130, the number 132 podcast in baseball in the United States is it's pretty good knowing we don't have sponsors or anything. I'm not, not a sponsor, but you know, we don't, we're not radio or the athletic or ESPN or anything. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. I think we hold our own because there are a lot of baseball podcasts out there. Um, and, uh, to pair with what he said, don't forget. They're also, they're also giving away and the contest, uh, a dugout mug, um, and it's a custom dugout mug. If you just email the phrase, let's go to Astros baseball podcast at gmail.com. You did uh, it. I did it. You know, I'm so impressed with myself. Custom Astros baseball podcast dugout mug. Like I said last time, 
you'll be drinking out of it and you're like i'm the only one that has this the only one that has this i'm the only one that has a uh sunday strohs mug so you'll be the only one with a astros baseball podcast mug Yeah, you guys will have a, I mean, heck, you'll have one before I get one, so I'm a little jealous of whoever wins. All right, guys, that's all we have for tonight. Uh, You got anything else, Michelle? No, just uh, looking forward to, looking forward to, uh, for what's to come. We've got some great stuff for you in the. Yeah, Yeah. I, 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 I have two guys lined up. There's one that wrote a book about how the Dodgers got the land for their stadium. So anything negative about them is a great story. And the other one is uh, about a guy, the first openly gay baseball player. So we got those two lined up for the weekend, I believe. And then we'll just see, right, when uh, we get the broadcast guys. We don't know if it's going to be all three of them, one at a time, guys and girls. But you'll find out pretty soon. Thanks, Michelle, for being the best co-host in the world, for the best team in the world, and thanks to all you guys for listening, and we will see you next time on Astros Baseball. Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Be sure to subscribe to be alerted when there's a new episode. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.